It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ESPN 92.3 The Valley Sports Leader. We're live in the Sunbury Motor Studios in the Susquehanna Valley Mall. We are brought to you by Marzoni's. And they came in today and dropped off some Rubens and dropped off the bacon, chicken, mac and cheese, John. It was so good. You wish you would have been here. Oh, man, I, I, I kind of want, want that right now. It was so eat, good. I haven't eaten lunch, so I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. What's going on, huh? <laughs> you're wasting away to nothing is what you're doing. And we, can't, we cannot have that. By the way, every Monday from 5 into 9, half-price drafts, and you get your growler filled for 7 bucks at Marzoni's in Seawlands Grove. Well, now I'm, now I'm really sold. Anytime that you have growlers that I can fill up and take home with me, I'm in. I'm All in. right, very good, very good. Uh, maybe that, you know what, a growler might be a nice welcome present for Doug Peterson. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe, yeah, that and, um, I don't know, football for dummies, like, no, I, I shouldn't oh, say that. Oh, oh. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I have, it's I, not I've even official famous. yet. It has, I mean, you know, he hasn't even had the press conference. That's tomorrow at 2 o'clock. That's a little rough. Nicely done, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what uh, what to make of, of Doug, and that's, that's pretty much that is more uh, me saying that is more of uh, uh, towards the the search and kind of the front office and how they've handled things and how they obviously missed out on some other folks. And look, I think when it comes down to it, the coaching search isn't uh, you know it wasn't a lot of candidates in there. It wasn't a big wasn't a big search, and there, they didn't interview a lot of guys. And I think that's pretty relative of some other teams there too. So to be a little bit fair, I'm, uh, you know, it could work out and be great. Um, I think that the the coaching staff that they're somewhat starting to put around him, or at least rumored to be. Uh, you know, Jim Schwartz is, um, has been interviewing with a couple of people. He's had success, at least defensively, pretty much wherever he's gone. And 
I know uh, a lot of Philadelphians' ears are going to hurt and hear the wide nine again, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a base of, uh, of what he runs and more of like a 4-3 under with a Leo and, you know, things like that. Think more Seattle and Jacksonville and places like that of, of the style that he runs with those some of those wide nine looks. And he's done it successfully. Look in Buffalo in you know, 2014, he had a lot of success uh, there. Like, I think it would be a home run if they were able to land him here. The only reason why I got bumped out is because Rex Ryan wanted to, you know, ruin his defense there. And <laughs> and he did. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's all in part there. So, yeah, but I, I don't know what to make of make of Peterson yet. I think everybody's kind of wait and see as far as how this thing goes. But the way they did it with, you know, Jaws and Bill Polian and some of these other guys that were quote unquote in on this, you know, coaching search and how it was developed. I, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really too pumped about it. Well, let's let's look at some of the names that were floated out there initially. We talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. Uh, initially, some of the names that were out there, uh, Adam Gase, uh, who they didn't get, Pat Shermer, who they didn't hire. Uh, they even had a, a conversation. And to what extent, John, did this conversation happen with Tom Coughlin? Well, see, there's been a couple of, I don't know, there's been a couple of uh, different reports that have been out there as far as, like, he was there, he wasn't there. Um, you know, he was interested. He wasn't interested. I, from I, from a lot of people that I trust, he was never taking that job, and he wasn't taking any head coaching job. He was there for strictly to make sure that Ben McAdoo got hired, and that was pretty much it. Uh, Peter King had a little something there that just said, like, you know, he wasn't interested in really trying to start a brand-new staff today. Um, I, it wasn't like Ben McAdoo wasn't going to get a head coaching job. Obviously, they've been talking to him back and forth in that whole scenario. It's a little weird. Like, you know, the Giants bumped up their interview date, their second interview before the Eagles could. Um, and from every indication that I got, the Eagles were ready and willing to sign him that day. And that's what usually what happens with those second interviews. So um, I think between those two guys and, you know, it's still in the air as far as Adam Gase, uh, they interviewed him. Uh, Miami was quick to kind of sweep him up. But, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems like if, if Doug Peterson was there and you had him ready to rock and roll and there was no uh, no – other threat that was around all the coaching jobs have been filled other than Mike Malarkey officially, you mm -hmm. know? So uh, if you wanted to really go after Doug Peterson, not make him wait any longer, I, I get that too. But you know, there's also a couple of people that you've, you could have out uh, or, you know, uh, talked to that were still in the playoffs. So I don't know. I, I, it just seems like it was a lackluster thing or, you know, they had, they said they were fully prepared. They had their guy. So, if you want to take them at the surface and Doug Peterson is their guy, then, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. The problem with this is we just don't know what he does. We don't know what his style is. We come, you know, been constantly comparing him to the, the Chiefs game after they lost to the Patriots. Uh, the Eagles had like a seven minute video that they put out today. And most of it was him talking about how he backed up certain quarterbacks and compared them. And uh, a couple of guys had told me that, you know, he, he had mentored uh, Bevel, who's the offensive coordinator in Seattle, and that, you know, he was really the quarterback coach with Favre there and just all this other stuff. And it just seems like a really hard sell. So I, I'm waiting to see some at least some preseason, uh, a press conference, something like that, that'll tell us a little more about his offensive philosophy. Yeah, the resume is a little short for Peterson, but let's look at some of the people that have been floated out as far as offensive coordinator, and the first name that I saw was Frank Reich. Yeah, which, which again, is it doesn't make me, again, it's not like a really exciting hire. I know that there's, um, you know, the, as far as their passing game goes, San Diego 
it was was really good. I mean, for the most part, um, I think they were you know 14th and 11th in DVOA in back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. Um, overall rankings were somewhere around the top 10, and it really dropped off the handle this past year. Uh, they've always had a terrible running game. Um, I don't know if that's – I mean, a lot of that's due to their offensive line hasn't been great, and they haven't had running back talent that, that's kind of gone in there. So, again, I don't know. It's uh, uh, There's a lot of research that needs to be done on – on what exactly is going on with this offense? I, I, it's it's kind of funny that there's two backup quarterbacks and they're 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 pretty notable backup quarterbacks that are now going to be coaching together. Um, which I, in fairness, again, I think it's a good thing because most backup guys have a, I don't know, I mean, they're learning and teaching most of the time that they're sitting on the bench. They're learning, you know, from their coaches most of right. the time rather than playing on the field. So I think that could be eventually be a good thing. And really, it's just a small sample size. Uh, of a lot of things, and I think we get caught up with, you know, Jim Schwartz could come in here and be a complete failure. Uh, we we don't know, but his track record says that he hasn't. And uh, a lot of the time, they, you know, coordinators and coaches like to hire guys that they are comfortable with. So uh, I think there's a little bit of that going on as well. But we we really don't know if it's it'll be great or be bad. But as far as Frank goes, I just I'm I'm not I'm not overly excited if you're bringing a guy from San Diego who's had up and down kind of success there. Well, let's talk about some of the staff that was there that looks like they're going to stay. And one of those is a guy who was mentioned for the head coaching position, and that was Deuce Staley. Uh, was that a situation with him? Was he ever really in that mix, or was that just a, a Rooney Rule interview? Well, uh, you know, we talked a lot uh, a lot about that um, in the past couple of days here, and I, I mean, it's that's what it ended up being. Um, and no matter how you look at it, either – he is a really good coach, and they wanted to interview him and get a sense of it. Um, but <laughs> you know, or he's a—he's uh, not even close to being ready, and they Rooney ruled him. Like either way, it looks terrible. And I know that the NFL was kind of looking to investigate that, but that happens, you know, across the NFL. Like there's—it's—it it, it turned out to be like a—I think it's nice in theory. Like yeah, there should be a lot of minority coaches being interviewed, and there should be a rule in place where. You are, you know, some, maybe some guys are going to come in there and lie you and people that didn't have opportunities or even to get your name out there, I think it's important. But, um, you know, Deuce kind of did that on his own, but it looks like he's going to survive his, his third coaching change here. So uh, th- I, I think that speaks pretty well either to the organization or how well he coaches. But, yeah, I think that's kind of a joke. Like, you know, you have him in there and then you do Shermer. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. kind of the things that we've been kind of complaining about for the last last week here. It's just like there's that's not really – a true opportunity for a guy to come in and take over. So I'll be curious to see what how he gets elevated. I, I mean, if he just stays a running back coach, if you just interviewed him for you know a head coaching position, then that's kind of that's really silly. You know, he's got to be moved up somewhere around there. Uh, and if he's not, then then that just kind of goes to show you that maybe there is more being Rooney ruled to that. And that's the other thing with just Peterson and this whole thing. And I know a lot of people get up. I mean, they got upset at us when we posted the show. We said yesterday and today, like. This feels a lot like Jason Garrett. This yeah. feels a lot like a Jason mm-hmm. Garrett hiring. It's kind of the same process. They did the same thing. They hired, they passed on Todd Bowles, which I think was hilarious. <laughs> and then they also, you know, had interviewed their wide receivers coach and made the made the saying that like, oh yeah, no, he's he's a really real true candidate. And then they let him go, you know, at, right after the coaching coaching staff change, which obviously the Eagles aren't doing here with Deuce, but it's just you know that's that's where it's, I, I I don't understand why people wouldn't be. A little bit spooked by that. Like it might turn out to be okay and great, 
which I think is the natural approach that we need to take now. It's like, okay, I have some concerns here, but okay, if they're bringing in Jim, Jim Schwartz, I think that's a strong hire. Uh, Frank Reich, maybe not so much, but we'll just have to see where where it kind of goes from here. So that's kind of that's where I think everybody's at. Let's wait and see, but it, it doesn't look great right now. I think we can uh, say definitively right now, John, that uh, Doug Peterson is not going to be coach and general manager. No, uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. And that's where, you know, uh, at least how he is at least considered 100% in control uh, of the player personnel right now. And, um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do in San Francisco with Chip and uh, Eric Mangini, I guess, is going to be his defensive coordinator because, uh, you know, by history, that front office has been a turmoil too. So it'll be kind of interesting. We'll have both eyes on what's going on back and forth between there. But um, I expect them, obviously, if it's it's been kind of speculated everywhere, they're still going to bring in another front office guy, a guy that's, you know, not just Skyping in like <laughs> – Tom Donahue is from, I don't even know where he's at in Arizona or something like he, he was part of this coaching search in quotes. So uh, yeah, whatever they're going to do, Doug's not going to rock the boat. Not until some success comes, you know, right. at least, you know, and then maybe, maybe if he does in the first two years, whether or not there's a lot of people too, that think like if, you know, if Doug fails and how he's out, but I, I don't, I really honestly don't feel that way. I think it's how he's going to be more dependent on what happens in the draft and what kind of moves forward from there. I still think he can survive doing that. I also think Doug could survive if Howie's let go. It's kind of like a perfect situation for both of them where they have there's endless blame that can be thrown either way. So like, oh, yeah, we didn't ever really, really have a quarterback. We didn't ever really this. But my fear is as it's coming through as, you know, uh, I, I still think it would be a bad idea to move away from Bradford, but I think that's what the organization is is kind of leaning towards, at least if I'm reading things correctly. Um, and they're going to end up picking probably a QB early, and uh, you know, in the first round. And I'm not exactly sure if you're debating between Lynch or Car- uh, Carson Wentz or somebody like Miles Jack, who I think is supremely talented, who's not that linebacker from UCLA, uh, and also does like running match stuff in there, and just is like a, a crazy awesome athlete. And then you're banking your franchise on one of these guys that isn't so great, more of a guy like Deshaun Watson that's going to come in the next year. I mean, I'm not saying like the Eagles should go out there and tank or whatever. I just think it still doesn't give them a lot of optionality. Like they're kind of stuck in one spot and it's going to be more need rather than anything else. There's a lot of great players that are going to fall around 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and that's not a bad spot. So this is going to be an interesting test, not only to see where they're going to go philosophy wise, but just kind of see is Howie that good of a talent evaluator because I still have my doubts about that too. I think there are more holes that need to be filled than the, the quarterback situation in Philadelphia. Uh, we'll leave it there. John Barchard, BleedingGreenNation.com, BGN Radio, 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia. As always, a pleasure, bud. We'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. John Barchard checking in on the SECV hotline on ESPN, 92.3 The Valley Sports Leader.